0: Well, good morning to each one, and greetings in Jesus' name. I enjoyed the Sunday school lesson, and I'm telling you, that's not a lesson you can exhaust in one Sunday. (laughs) I think we just kind of touched the tip of the iceberg, and I'd love for that discussion to continue, because that is such a beautiful passage. Some years ago, I studied it in depth, and as I studied it, the study kind of went over several months and there was times I, I kind of flopped between the importance of it and not. And But what helped me was reading, reading that passage in the New King James. That helped me because my brain thinks that way. My brain don't always think King James. And also I saw a diagram and the diagram was entitled God's plan for protection. And it showed Christ, it showed man, it showed woman, and it showed child. And it called it God's plan for protection. And that's exactly what it is. When the man is under Christ, he's protected. And then the woman, she can find her place. They're under man and then Christ. And then the children find the protection right there under the woman. Those two things, the New King James and that diagram, convinced me of the Christian woman's veiling. That's not what I'm here to talk about this morning. I invite you to Galatians chapter 5. As I had mentioned several Sundays ago, I plan to share a series of messages on the fruit of the Spirit. I entitled this series, Cultivating the Fruit of the Spirit. Today we will be looking at the first of the, of the nine fruit, which is love, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. I entitled this message, The Evidence of True Love. The Evidence of True Love. Several weeks ago, I introduced this series by looking at Galatians chapter 5 with a focus on freedom, flesh, and fruit. In Galatians, the Apostle Paul is attempting to guide the Galatian believers back into the middle of the road, which is liberty in Christ, freedom to serve Christ. False brethren had taken them into the ditch of legalism. And so Paul addresses the danger of the legalism ditch, but at the same time was warning them about the other ditch, the ditch of using liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. In other words, reject the rules. And so in Galatians 5, Paul is teaching a better way for Christians to live. The better way is a better way for believers of all ages and all times. It is the way of walking in the spirit of God. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You may remember in the freedom, flesh and fruit sermon, I said, when an evil work of the flesh has been removed from the heart, it is very important that something good Immediately fills that void. Because if that void is not replaced with something good, the heart is open to a greater evil. The fruit of the Spirit is just the perfect fit to fill the empty void left by the departed work of the flesh. And so, for our spiritual safety and for our eternal well being, we must cultivate these fruit. Of the Spirit. Because as we well know, much evil abounds in our world today, and so much more as we see the day approaching. In Galatians 5, Paul makes several points about love. Let's notice those. To those who are pushing legalism, the law enforcer crowd, he writes in verse 6 For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. In other words, Paul is saying what really matters is faith expressing itself through love. And to the other extreme, the rule rejecters, Paul writes in verse 13, for you brethren have been called to liberty Only do not use liberty as the opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. In other words, make sure you are serving one another humbly in love, because it is love which enables us to use our freedom properly, without selfishness. That thought is reinforced in verse 14. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself." You see, love is the answer for both extremes, legalism and the license for the flesh. Walking in the spirit of love will bring a balance and stability into our lives, not only in church, but in all relationships. And so with Paul, already making two points about love, it shouldn't surprise us that the first of the fruit mentioned is love. In putting love first, Paul is echoing Jesus. In the book of Matthew, when someone asked Jesus the greatest commandment in the law, he responded with two, one from Deuteronomy and one from Leviticus. Jesus said in Matthew twenty-two, thirty-seven 37 through 40, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. It would seem that this second kind of love, the love your neighbor as yourself love, is what Paul is thinking in this first of the fruit. This is not so much our love for God, but our love for one another as Christians. The agape brotherhood love, the love which seeks only the highest good of others. This is not warm, fuzzy feelings of being nice, but a practical proof that we love and accept one another. In a down to earth, caring, providing, helping, encouraging, and supporting one another. This would be love in action. In other words, love that dissolves divisions. Love that brings people together who would otherwise hate, hurt, and even kill each other. So, just how important is it in loving one another in this way? Why is love the very first in Paul's list of the fruit of the Spirit? Let's go to the Gospel of John. Look at a few scripture there. Paul definitely had his share to say about the importance of Christians loving one another. But in the end, John probably emphasized it more than any other New Testament writer. At least three times in his gospel, John records Jesus telling his disciples that he commanded them to love one another. And I'd like to look at several of those. We'll begin in chapter 13 of John. And so here Jesus is talking to his disciples, John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. Now turn over to chapter 15 if you're in John. Again, the words of Jesus to his disciples. This is my commandment, John 15, 12 that you love one another as I have loved you. Now, down to verse 17. These things I command you, that you love one another. Now, if you move over to 1 John, John shows us in 1 John, to love one another is God's command. Okay, so we have Jesus giving that commandment to his disciples in the gospel. And now let's move over to 1 John and look at several verses. We're not going to exhaust them, but here here John is showing us that it's God's command to love one another and also goes into much detail how we should love one another, not in words, just words, but with actions and in truth. Let's look at a few of those verses. 1 John three twenty three, and this is his commandment, God's, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. 1 John 4, verse 7, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. On down in chapter 4 to verse 11 and 12. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. So, how important is it to love one another in such a way? Well, it's everything. It's what it means to be like Jesus. It's primary, it's central, and essential to being a Christian. It's like the Christian's badge. Children, do you know what a badge is? The police officer, he wears a badge, right? That says something about who he is. And so it is with love. It's like the Christian's badge. I need a volunteer. One of you children want to come up here? I need a volunteer. Marshall, come on up. Okay, so we're talking about love this morning. Catch that? Okay, and so love is like the Christian's badge. Just like the badge a police officer wears. And so... Love is like your badge that shows who you are. Okay? We can go back. Thank you, Marshall. No, not Marshall. Yes, he is Marshall. Okay. (laughs) I get that voice mixed up. Thank you, Marshall. He's wearing the Christian's badge. Love is the first evidence that God is at work in our lives. (laughs) The first fruit of the spirit of God within us. And so it's no wonder that Paul made love the first of the nine fruit. When Christians love one another, John says, it is evidence of some very important realities. I want to consider now four evidence of love. And I have here a diagram to... Uh, of an outline for us to look at here. to consider those four points this morning. And remember, Marshall, wearing that badge of love, okay? What is that evidence of? Here it is. That's what we want to look at this morning. Okay, so number one, love for one another is the evidence of life. Most of our scripture will be coming from The writings of John. We will be wondering a few times from John, but it'll either be in his gospel or his letters. And we'll start in 1 John. But in 1 John we have the phrase, this is the message. This is the message. 1 John 1, verse 5. You can turn there if you wish. This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Now, over in chapter three of 1 John, we find the phrase again. And notice with me how it is linked to the message in 1 John 1 verse five. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Now back up to verse 10, Verse 10 shows us how the messages are linked. The first part of verse 10, in this the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. And so the question is, how are the children of God and the children of the devil manifested? Well, you go back to that message in chapter one, God is light, okay? That was the message. And if you continue in chapter 1 down to verse 7, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. In other words, the evidence of spiritual life in you, the believer, is you walk in the light. Now, look at the last part of verse 10. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, or he who does not walk in the light, nor is he is not of God, nor is he who, do, who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. And so you see, walking in the light and walking in love are together the two most basic and essential parts of being a Christian. They were part of the original message and teaching of Jesus Christ. Paul writes, from the beginning, which Paul said of himself, I have seen it and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father And was manifested to us. And so this is the message. That God is light. And we walk in the light. This is the message. God is love. And we walk in love. It's a message from the beginning. It came straight from Jesus himself. And so how should we love? Love. Well, if you're still in there, if you're still there in First John three, notice verse twelve. We have a negative example first, not like Cain, who was of that wicked one, and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil, and his brother's righteous. Cain walked in darkness. His heart was full of evil, void of love. He was. A child of the devil. In contrast, look at verse 16, the example of Jesus, the light of the world. By this we know love because he, Jesus, laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. We know love because Jesus lay down his life for us. We are a loved people. We are a people without excuse, because we know love. And because we know love, we can and should know some very important things in our Christian life. Love is, love is like a gauge. You can th- think of love as a tire gauge except it kind of breaks down because too much pressure in a tire is a negative thing. Okay, so it breaks down there, but not so much with love. But love is like a gauge, our love is like a gauge by which we may determine the level of the life of God within us. And so when we may question our level of spirituality, We can test ourselves with verse 14 through 18. Let's see what they say. And so here's the gauge. Verse 14. We know, we know, catch those we knows, that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Verse 16, by this we know love because he laid down his life for us and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And here in 17, just practical, for whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, How does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And so love for one another is the evidence of life. Just like a tree, you look for the buds and then the leaves and then the fruit. The fruit is the evidence that the tree has life within. Where there is fruit, you know there is life. And so it is with us. And so it is with our church. And so it is with our conference. Where there is love, there is life. Number two, love for one another is the evidence of faith. Now here we're gonna wonder from John And we're going to go to James and look at chapter 2, 14 through 17. The point John made about love, that it needs to be proved in action, is very similar to what James says about faith in this passage. We'll begin reading at 14 and read through 17 of James chapter 2. And so for us men, the verse begins with, what does it profit? That's a big part of our lives, is it not? Profit. Gotta happen. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? That is the question. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled. But you do not give them the things which are needed needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Now, John agrees with James. And notice the words now back over in 1 John chapter 3. Verse 23, look what John says about this very same thing, John 3, 23, and this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, faith, and love one another as he gave us commandment. Here, John connects faith and love and Excuse me. Here John connects faith and love in a way that makes them just as inseparable as faith and works. In fact, he puts them together as a singular command. This is his command, singular, to do these two things: not only to believe on the name of the of God's son Jesus Christ, but to also love one another. Together, they are one integrated command. James writes, Faith without works is dead. John writes, Faith without love proved in good deeds is nothing more than an empty claim. And so love for one another is the evidence of faith, proclaiming, back to number one, that love for one another is the evidence of the life of God within us. And so... Ephesians 5 1 and 2 tells us to therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. Point number three, love for one another is the evidence for God. You can turn to 1 John chapter 4. Most of our scripture for this point will be taken from 1 John 4. We will be looking at verse 7 through 12. But notice verse 7 and 8. God is the source of all love. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Love comes from God. All human love flows from God because God is the source of all true love. Love is his very nature and being. All that God does or says is ultimately an expression of his love. When God acts in justice or even anger, it's an expression of God's love. This at times may be hard for us to understand, but yet the truth remains for love is of God and God is love and love for one another in verse eight is the evidence for knowing God. Move down to verse nine. 10 and 11. Here we see God has given us the proof and model of his love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, If God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. John comes back to the very heart of the gospel itself. How do we know God loves us? We know love because God gave his only son and Jesus willingly gave himself to save us from eternal death and Give us eternal life. The cross is the ultimate proof of God's love. The point John is bringing out is not so much a lesson of Christ's atoning work. His point is we must imitate the love of God. Excuse me. His point is we must imitate the love of God, the Father and God the Son by loving one another. And so in life, when we have a hard struggle to love a brother or a sister, there are two things we must do. And so first, we must go to the source of love, God himself, and ask for a dose of his divine love to fill you, and second, We look at the model of love, the cross of Christ, and follow his example. I believe it's in 1 Peter, it says that Christ suffered for us, leaving an example that we should follow his steps. And so we go to the source, and then we look at the example. Verse 12, let's look at that yet. Yet, God becomes visible through our love for one another. No one has seen God at any time. Verse 12 If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been made perfect, has been perfected in us. God is the Spirit. And John tells us on a number of different occasions that no one has seen God at any time. The way that God is manifesting himself to the world today. Is through the love that we have for one another. But as this verse points out, this is only possible as we rest, remain, and abide in him. And so isn't that a sobering thought to us this morning? That God is being manifested to the world today through our example of loving one another. And so, love for one another is the evidence for God. And so, may we become channels through whom the love of God may be poured out to others. Number four, love for one another is evidence for Jesus. Go back to the Gospel of John to chapter 13, 34 and 35 the words of jesus John 13:34 A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another verse 35 by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Earlier, we read in John's letters that we know or that we can know personally. Notice what this verse says. All will know. You notice that? All will know. When Christians love each other, it shows who they belong to. It points People to Jesus, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. I believe this thought brings us back to Galatians 5, to what Paul is trying to teach those dear Galatian believers. When Christians in the power of the Holy Spirit put to death the lust of the flesh, the things of the world, and the pride of life, and choose to walk humbly in the Spirit of God, one of the fruit of such a life will be love. And what a vital fruit this kind of love will be. It is absolutely first and foremost of the fruit of the Spirit. And all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. And so, in closing, the evidence of true love. From this study we have learned when Christians love one another, it proves they have eternal life. It proves they have a saving faith. It proves the reality of God it proves that they are true followers of Jesus. As a church, as a brotherhood, we are not totally made perfect in love. We are growing, and we always will be. But yet I can say today, you are a people who care about loving well. You wear the Christian badge well. I see in you the evidence of true love. I praise you in that and encourage you to continue to walk in the spirit of love. And so dear people, keep yourselves in the love of God. We'll call for a song.